You're listening to the New Story Podcast from New Story Church in Kansas City. To learn more about New Story Church, visit our website at www.newstory.church. Good morning, church. All the church. Um, I, I feel like it's a setup to fail anytime someone says a short message. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best today, and I think we're going to be able to accomplish that. Uh, but if you don't know me, my name's Jeremy, one of the pastors here, work with our students and our creative team. Uh, welcome, kiddos. We're glad that you guys are here. Welcome to Old People Church. Um, we, we try not to be too old and grumpy, but, um, and, and hopefully you don't get that from us today. We're glad that you're here. Like, like Kristen said, one thing that's really cool about this is, uh, it, I, don't, I don't think we always realize just how privileged we are that our kids get to learn about Jesus on their level while we learn about Jesus on our level and students, etc., um, most churches around the world don't have that. They have this. And so we're kind of identifying with, with the church as a whole by having this. And so I hope um, we, can, we can all work together to be an intergenerational church that does see people begin to follow Jesus from a young age all the way through the rest of their lives. Um, but to get us into today, over the past couple months, um, kids' story, our kiddos, you guys, all, all, you, all you guys, uh, you've been making your way through God's big story, this Bible from start to finish, God's big story um, that we find in here. And you're learning about humility or being humble. You've been learning about this in, in your classes. And today we are continuing that. And we're going to look at a story out of the book of Luke. So if you have a Bible, I want you to open up to the book of Luke. Um, that's where we're going to be at today. And Luke, if you're unfamiliar, is um, the, the fourth book of the New Testament, or third, sorry, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, the Gospels, they kind of tell the story about Jesus. And so we get to learn from people that walked with him, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you need help finding Luke, there's no shame, no judgment using the table of contents, okay? So turn, turn to Luke, that's where we're going to be. Um, earlier this month, we celebrated something really huge. Do you guys remember what that was? Easter, yeah, we celebrated Easter. Very, very big thing, kind of the Super Bowl for the church. Um, big deal. When Jesus died on the cross for our sins, then came back to life. And so today, what we're going to be looking at is not necessarily the Easter story, but we're going to be looking at what happened after the Easter story, or right after that. And you can imagine, it's the very first Easter. Very first Easter, Jesus just rose from the grave. He needs to get the word out that he's, he's risen from the grave. He wants to, he wants to let everybody know as, as quickly as possible. Uh, some people had heard the rumors that he was alive, but they weren't quite sure. Like, is, is this really happening? Like, is this really a thing? They weren't sure. But Jesus had just over a month. So think of, think of like the month of May. This is April 30th. Tomorrow's going to be May. And, and we're, we think just over a month to get the word out before it ascends into heaven. What are you going to do? What would you do to get the word out as quick as possible? I had to think through this myself. I was like, what, what would I do if I wanted to get the word out as quick as possible? Because where we find him may surprise you. But if, if today, if Jesus rose from the grave, he needed to get the word out as quick as possible. This, these are how some of the ways I think he would do it. Maybe he would make a YouTube video. Um, it says, I'm back. It's a Jesus tells all. We got the clickbait in there so people go to it. Um, maybe Mr. Beast interviews him, makes a cameo. I don't know, something like that. So he does, he makes a YouTube video. Maybe um, another thing that he does, maybe uh, for, uh, to, to reach the, the kind of t- teenage community or student community, he uh, opens up a Snapchat and he starts taking selfies to show, hey, this is where I'm at. I'm around. Join me, add me on Snap. By the way, AI technology is phenomenal um, to be able to create things like this. I love it. 
Um, maybe, maybe another way that he did it was he, he went on some major news networks and he has an interview uh, with, a, with a local representative. And um, you see, man, like the, you, the Chirons, you know, the man of Nazareth rises from the dead. Early reports are that the tomb is in fact empty. Um, the, the, maybe you'd see something like this, or maybe I shared this one before. Maybe he'd do this one. Maybe he would purchase a, a billboard um, and let people know, like, he's back. Maybe that's what he would do. But what's so interesting about what Jesus does is he does none of these things, probably because they weren't available at the time, obviously, but he does none of those things. In fact, where we find him in our story today is, is where we, we wouldn't quite expect him to be. It's the very first Easter, and we find him on this really small road with some people that we've never met before and we've never heard about. Now, one of these followers that we're going to find in the story in, in Luke chapter 24 that's where we're going to be at. One of these man's names was Cleopas. We're going to call him Cleo for short. But Cleo is with one of his friends. And the, the same afternoon that Mary uh, Magdalene had just seen Jesus rise from, the, rise from the grave, she saw him afterwards and interacted with him. Cleo and, and his friend are walking from Jerusalem, where that happened, to this little town called Emmaus. Now Emmaus, um, everybody say Emmaus, first of all. Perfect. Um, it's about seven miles from Jerusalem, about seven miles. So it's like if you were to, to walk down I-35 to Lenexa, that's about the distance that, that they, were, they would be going. And as they walked, Cleo um, and his friend talked about everything that had happened this last week, because it was a crazy week that had just happened. And they were trying to understand all these rumors they'd heard, like right before they left, like some people were saying they saw Jesus, and the, it's kind of a crazy thing that they would see Jesus alive after we just saw him die. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a wild thing. And they were, so they were trying to understand it, and they were deep in conversation, and they were sad. And you can imagine, because you've probably been sad, whether you're a kid or an adult, we've had moments where we just kind of have a sad demeanor. And the last thing you want in that moment is for someone to come up to you and talk to you, right? Well, in this moment, we have some rando pop up out of nowhere, walk up to them, and start talking. Now, while, while, they're, while they're deep in this conversation and doing this, this guy comes up, who do you think that guy is? Okay, you're, you're right, but shh, they don't know that yet, so don't tell them. They don't know that yet. And he goes up and he says, what are you guys talking about? And you can almost sense the awkwardness in it, like you just don't want to be bothered. And this guy, they're walking a road, he's like, what are, you guys, what are you guys talking about? It's like those, something I hate, this is just my heart. Um, when I'm walking through Walmart, for example, I will go out of my way to avoid the people that are like standing in the aisle selling things. You know what I'm saying? It makes me, I'm like, I'm just not going to go to Walmart anymore. I'm going to go to Target because I'm not about this. Like, you ask me, have you heard about Spectrum? Like, no, I have not heard about Spectrum. Or I'll just, just going to put my cards on the table. I'll just tell them I already have whatever they're offering, so they just leave me alone. A little uh, tip for you there. Just say, yeah, I already have it. Thank you, and just keep walking. I, I hate that stuff. But you feel the awkward, awkwardness. We've all, we've all been there. But Cleo is not like me. Cleo's nice. And he responds with this. And you can, look at, you can look in your Bible or I'll put it up here for you. Luke 24, 18. Cleo is nice. He responds like this. He says, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have been happening there these last days? Are you the only person that doesn't know? How did you miss all of this? Because again, it was a crazy time. How did you miss all this? And he asks them, Jesus follows up and he says, what things? What things have been happening? Like, 
come on, Jesus, it happened to you. Like, why are you, why are you doing it like this? And so they talk about it. They shared how these leaders and those rulers had handed Jesus over to be sentenced to death and how Jesus died on a cross. But some of Jesus' friends went to the tomb early in the morning um, and, and they found that it was empty, but they couldn't find Jesus. And then some angels showed up to announce some stuff. It's, it's exciting news, right? But it's, it's weird. And you think they would be pretty excited to hear that this Jesus that they gave their life to following was now suddenly alive. But Cleo and his friend are still really sad. Because at this point, again, they'd only heard rumors. They'd only heard certain things that Jesus was alive. They couldn't be sure that it was true until they saw it with their own eyes. And sometimes we read things like this. We read a story like this, and we miss how these two are feeling. We miss how these two are feeling because we know the rest of the story. You know that, like, Jesus, it, it was Jesus. We already busted, like, we already found out it was Jesus, right? We know the end of the story, so we kind of take away what, what they're feeling in that moment. But th- th- put yourself there for a moment. When you didn't quite get what you wanted, maybe it was something you didn't get for Christmas. You, kids, you, maybe some, you didn't get something you really, really wanted. You told your parents, you wrote them letters, you hinted at it as much as you could, you still didn't get it. Or students, maybe you didn't make the team. Maybe you didn't get the date. Or adults, maybe you didn't get the, the job. Or whatever, didn't get your house offer didn't get accepted. Like, I don't, I don't know what it would be. Remember, these guys did not have the whole story like we do. They didn't have, the, like, all of that together. And so they're sitting in this. All they had was the laws in the Old Testament, you know, the, the early verses there. They had some prophets and some writings and stuff. That's all they had. And so what Jesus did is really cool. He met them where they were. He met them where they were on this road, and he says, hey, let let me kind of show you a little bit more. And step by step, he explained God's plan. He told them, and that was the plan all along, how the, the, the Bible that they have even predicted that Jesus would rise from the grave. Like, it's this crazy thing. It predicted that he would return to life. Jesus spilled all of it and told all everything. And when the three reached this town called Emmaus, when they reached there, it looked like Jesus was going to keep walking, but Cleo and his friend were, were stopping, and they didn't want the conversation to end. And so Cleo said, although we've come to the end of the road, still I can't let go. It's unnatural. I belong to you. You belong to me. Some of you get it. Any boys to men fans in here? But they invited Jesus in to stay with them. And Jesus agreed, and he went to the place where they were staying. P.S., they still didn't know it was Jesus. And they go there. Jesus sat down to dinner with Cleo and his friend, and they, they took, he took this bread, he broke it, and he gave them the bread, and suddenly they recognized that it was Jesus. Right, right then, right, right as he broke the bread and handed it to him, suddenly they recognized it was Jesus. Now, my, I'm thinking how, why, or why? Why did they recognize it was Jesus then? Could it be that as he broke the bread and handed it to him, they saw something they didn't see before? Could it be that they saw his scars in his wrists? Each time Jesus pops up throughout this, this time, he comes up to the disciples and some other people and, and these large groups of people. He's always pointing people to his scars. Like, look here. Look at this. Put your finger here. See where the nails were. Not are, but see where they were. Put, put your finger here. You'll see what held me doesn't hold me anymore. This, there's this huge moment. You can imagine the excitement like, oh my goodness, it's, fine. it's Jesus. This whole time it was Jesus. But just like that, Jesus disappeared from their sight in a puff of smoke like a ninja. One second he's there and one second he's not. Cleo and his wife or friend were were just absolutely amazed. And they said to one another, they said this, when the realization came, they said, we're not our hearts burning within us. Like we, we kind of felt that there was something special about this guy when he talked with us on the road and opened 
the scriptures to us? Weren't we just excited about how he talked to us? They were so excited when they realized it was Jesus. They got up from the table. They went all the way back to Jerusalem. That seven mile, Who thinks here they could run seven miles? Hey, that's, that's brave. Um, respect. Keep that, keep that energy. I like it. Um, I could not. I ran a 5K and wanted to give up on life. So seven miles is, is out, of, out of my range. And miss me with the, like, it's only two steps, Jeremy. It's not, okay? Still seven miles. I get that all the time. But these two immediately went back to the place where Jesus' close friends were. Staying in Jerusalem, he told them about everything that happened. Like, this guy came, he walked with us, it was Jesus, it was a crazy thing. They wanted to make sure that everyone knew this incredible truth, that Jesus is really alive, and they saw him. Before this experience with Jesus, these two had felt upset. They were, they were confused, but Jesus came, he helped them understand so that they could know the good news about him was true. Jesus showed up um, and, and, and really showed us an important part of humility. There's that word again that we're learning about this month. We're learning about humility. He showed an important part of humility. It's putting others first to help them understand. Putting others first to help them understand. Jesus showed them his scars and reminded them that he put them first. And he did this because he loved them. And he showed them even further by helping them understand all of this so that they could believe. And now he tells his followers, it's your turn to put others first. Now, for the kids in here this morning, this is what I want you to remember. Kids, this is what I want you to remember, okay? This right here. Put others first by helping them understand. Can you say that with me? Put others first by helping them understand. Now, I know all of us can feel confused and unsure of, about things from time to time, but how, how these two men felt as they walked to Emmaus, like that, that's how they felt. But Jesus cared about them so much that he wanted them to believe this bigger picture that he had, this bigger picture of what God was doing. And we can follow Jesus' example by taking time to help others understand what God is up to in their lives. We can put others first by helping them understand. So say that with me one more time. Put others first by helping them understand. Kids, that's what I want you to take away today, okay? Now sit tight. I'm going to talk to everyone else in the room for just a second. Students in the room, if you're of 7th or 12th grade, somewhere in there. For many of you, uh, I, I want you to walk away with this. This right here. It's okay to have questions and doubts. It is. For many of us in the older generation, uh, our questions and doubts maybe weren't as welcome in the church when we were growing up. But I want you to know that just like Jesus showed them, it is okay to have questions. It is okay to have doubts. Jesus met them right in the middle of that. Your doubts, your questions, they don't scare Jesus. They don't scare us. We say here all the time that your doubts, your questions are not weakness. In fact, they actually, your, your doubts put you in good company with all the early followers of Jesus, the people that walked side by side with him. They still had questions. Every person, whether atheist or the most devout follower of Jesus, has questions and doubts. It's just a lot of Christians aren't quite humble enough to admit that they don't have all the answers. We're all in different places when it comes to our spiritual journey, so it's okay wherever you are to have those don't let them keep you from Jesus, though. But allow them to draw you closer as you look for answers. It is okay to have questions and doubts. It is a sign of humility to voice that you do. Now, adults in the room. Last one, and then we're, we're done. Like two minutes, okay? 
Now, adults in the room, here's what I want you to remember. See, when Jesus showed up, again, time and time again, he drew attention to his scars. That's what he showed everyone. Pointed them, like, put your finger here. Put it to, When he showed up and to Thomas and, and everyone, he, that's what he did. Like, let me show you what God brought me through. It's this really cool moment. And he said, put your finger here where the sin was, where the shame was, where, where they tried to kill the son of the living God. Put your finger here and you'll see what held me doesn't hold me anymore. If you look at the rest of the story in Luke 24, please go read it. He told Thomas, he told Mary, he told his disciples, and he told Cleo that your doubt, your disappointment, your fear doesn't hold you anymore. I took care of it, and this is what I want you to take away. I want you to take away that what holds you doesn't have to hold you anymore. Like Christianity, like, well, Christianity is not cosmetic surgery to hide what you've been through. Following Jesus is about trusting Jesus in spite of what you're going through or have been through, trusting that your shame and all your sin was taken care of on that cross. And now, I don't know your story. I don't know everyone's story in here. But I know you've been through it in your life. And maybe you've experienced hurt at the hands of someone that looks just like me in a position like me. Hear me, what wounded you does not have to hold you, but the scars do show that it happened. Your scars can tell the story of redemption. What holds you doesn't have to hold you anymore. Forgiveness and hope are available through Jesus. Let me pray for us. God, if we're honest, sometimes it is hard for us to fully understand what you're doing in this world. We can only see a part of this big, big story that you're working. It's hard for us to even understand what an amazing gift it was for you to send Jesus to be our Savior. So please help us believe that this is true about you. Then show us how we can put others first by helping them understand. Help us realize that doubts and, and questions are not weakness, but they're welcome. God, help us remember that just like your, the nails do not hold you anymore, what, what held us doesn't have to hold us anymore. We love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.